Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to The Bean for Thursday. First with yesterday's news, I am Glenn ZB. Uh, we're looking back at Wednesday, uh, the uh, emissions trading scheme. It's back. Did it ever go away? Does anybody understand it? Is it ever going to work? Cat uh, Stevens, Yusuf Islam, whatever his name is, doing a benefit concert in Christchurch. Um, should we just delete Facebook? And what's the most normal thing you've never done? But before, I know, this is going to be a fascinating podcast today. Uh, before any of that, uh, did St John's choose the wrong time to ask for more funding? A lot of the time, the people have put themselves in a serious condition because of stupidity or wrongdoing. And St John goes in and looks after them the same way they'd look after any other person. And yet they're treated like scum by the idiots around the injured. The things these men and women must see and hear would be intolerable for most people. And yet they do the job. They cannot be expected to depend on the munificence of a, of a lotto winner to survive. They can't be expected to go scrounging around trying to get the money they need to operate safely and in the best interests of the New Zealand community. They are doing an incredible job, but they should not be expected to keep doing so to the detriment of themselves, to their own personal, physical health and mental safety. They should be brought under the umbrella of fire, police and St John. And I think that just makes common sense. I know that we're not a bottomless pit. I know that when we call for funding, that means it comes from the taxes that you and I pay, but surely you'd agree that St John is an essential part of the health needs and requirements of the New Zealand community. It's really odd, isn't it? The whole, why isn't the ambulance service just completely funded? And also... Um, and Kerry compared it to uh, police and fire, but of course fire's not completely funded either. We rely on people just saying, oh yeah, I'll have a go, to stop uh, stuff burning down. That's it's bloody weird when you look at it. Uh, is it as weird as the emissions trading scheme? So this is how ingrained it is now. Uh, John Carnegie, which means all you people who go, I don't believe the climate change theory... This is how ingrained it is in our governments of all colours. Business New Zealand head of climate change policy, John Carnegie, doesn't like the report from Simon Upton because it creates uncertainty for businesses and the emissions trading scheme. Because he's pointed out it doesn't quite work so well. And he writes, it would essentially be akin to throwing all of the emissions trading scheme design cards up in the air at a time where we are at the business end of a three-year review of the scheme settings, so it would take us all the way back to square one. But Mr Carnegie agrees that forests are not the magic bullet or even a long-term solution, but he questions what other options companies have. We're in a trading scheme, he says, that doesn't have access to international units, so that means if we took up what Simon Upton says, we would have to reduce our emissions either by using technology that isn't economic or commercial or by ceasing production. So we want to keep on contributing and paying money into a scheme that we actually know doesn't work. Oh my goodness me. 
How intellectually bankrupt is this on so many different levels and layers? Yeah. All I know is that it's raining today. Um, are we talking about the weather? I think we're sort of talking about the weather, aren't we? And I'm relieved because I have otherwise... I've been trying to keep my trees alive and slowly they've been dying one by one. And that's just depressing. It's money down the drain. Well, it would be down the drain, except there's no water to wash it down the drain because it hasn't been raining. But now it is. I've got off the topic a bit. Let's go. Let's talk about a different one. Uh, Cat Stevens playing in Christchurch. Did you get in touch with Cat Stevens or did he offer? How did this uh, play out? This was uh, part of uh, uh, working with the local community. We're so grateful to the Muslim Community Leaders Group who have been engaging with us over all of the elements of uh, this remembrance service. Uh, This was a suggestion that was proposed, so I think there was a reaching out to him uh, and uh, and, and an agreement and a willingness and a desire to come and, and be part of this. So really special. You're also expecting a range of other world leaders. Any names you can confirm at this stage? I haven't got a list that I can uh, share at this stage, so I'm really sorry about that. No, that's right, but you're uh, expecting other world leaders. I'm expecting people to come. Uh, Obviously, we have, uh, you know, our our closest uh, neighbours from Australia. Uh, Certainly, we've had an outpouring of reaching out to us from... Uh, from both government and from cities across Australia. So uh, I think there'll be uh, mm. certainly significant representation from there. Um, it was interesting that, uh, Larry, uh, the way he posed that question, that she was also expecting a range of other world leaders, as though Cat uh, Stevens is a world leader of some kind. He's a world leader in folk music, I suppose. Didn't quite know what he meant by that. Uh, anyway, uh, let's delete Facebook in the wake of Christchurch. I think we're all agreed that we should do that. It's disappointing, but it's also indicative of a new age dawning, one where we expect or actually demand more from big corporates. We want them to exhibit more humanity. We want them to be responsive. We want them to be more accountable. But are they capable of it? When the bottom line is the driver, can they ever really put aside put that aside in favour of doing the right thing. In light of the lack of response to the Christchurch terror attacks, this country's biggest advertisers wrote an open letter to Facebook calling on others to join them in boycotting Facebook's advertising. They wanted immediate changes or complete suspension of the live streaming platform. Many Kiwi companies suspended their online advertising with Facebook, including major banks and Tourism New Zealand. But would that reaction ever be enough to trigger a response from Facebook? I doubt it. Our Privacy Commissioner, John Edwards, he also joined the fray and didn't hold back with his words. He called Facebook's silence an insult an insult to our grief. But will this bubbling frustration from Kiwis really make any dent at all to the mega, giant, global superpower that is Facebook? Sadly, probably not, which is probably how they get away with it. Other countries have, of course, all lined up previously with their various grievances against Facebook. And what's it done? Nothing. Superficial changes here and there, but really the message is they don't care. So how to respond to such arrogance? At the only level we can control, I guess, our own accounts, like my girlfriend has. All we can do is hit delete. I suppose that's fine as long as you don't want to go to any events or be reminded when people's birthdays are... um, or be kept up to date 
with you know when the practices uh, have been cancelled. That's the only reason I have Facebook is for that stuff. Um, can we have just that stuff? Can we have something that just is that is without all the rest of it? What would that be called? Admin book. I don't know. Um, let's finish up here uh, with uh, Marcus back on deck, I think, and he's talking about the most normal thing you've never done. I don't know how this came up. There's someone who I won't mention what their job is, uh, but they work in the ZB office. He'd be 25, 26, never once mowing the lawns. I mean, if that's not a fall off your chair moment. Gosh, I was mowing lawns at 12. But think about it then, phone it through the most normal thing that you've never done. Like have KFC or mow the lawns or driven a manual or uh, been to a concert or watched TV or had a drink or I don't know what the answer is, but have a think about it. What's the most normal thing you've never done? I imagine for me it's probably having never seen E.T. the movie. And it's gone so long I've got no desire for it either. But I think this would be a great topic. Have a bit of a think about it then phone it through. Not a text or a phone. The most ordinary thing that you've never done. Uh, and I don't know. I want to come up with some better things for myself. I was going to say it's been swimming, but now I'm almost at the stage I'm nailing that. Well, not nailing that. I'm three lessons down for five, and I'm doing about seven strokes in a row. I reckon beyond. But I reckon we had a week off because of um, other arrangements. I reckon by next week I'll be actually swimming out of my depth. <laughs> and uh, that's how Marcus drowned. Um, yeah, that's a, I think that is a great topic, actually, and you should do that every night. You should just have an hour every night where people ring in with the most ordinary thing they've ever done. I think mine is uh, reality TV. There are many, many programs everybody seems to love that I've never seen an episode of, um, and I'm proud to say that. Uh, some people may never have heard this podcast. Uh, it seems hard to believe, but if you know somebody in that dire position, uh, straighten them out. Send them a link. I am Glenn ZB. Uh, that has been News Talk ZB. It's really the. It's it's a lot quicker than listening to 24 hours worth of News Talk ZB. It's 10, 11, 12 minutes all squashed into that. It's got a. Everybody wins. Uh, we'll see you back here again with another squashing tomorrow.